0: Thank you for joining us at the First Baptist Church of Coleraine, Massachusetts, as Pastor Jim Rennie continues to faithfully challenge and encourage us in the Word. And it is our prayer that this message will encourage the believer and bring the unbeliever closer to a saving knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm studying through the book of Revelation. Two more chapters to go. Hallelujah. All right. I'm going to be covering the whole chapter. There's a Bible in the pew. If you didn't bring one, as you already know, the book of Revelation is the last book of the Bible. shouldn't be that hard to find then, should it? Chapter 21, the title is The New Jerusalem. And then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God. Prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband, I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, now the dwelling of God is with men, and he will live with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death, or mourning, or crying, or pain for the old order of things has passed away. He who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. Then he said, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. He said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. And to him who is thirsty, I will give to drink without cost from the spring of the water of life. He who overcomes will inherit all this, and I will be his God, and he will be my son. But the cowardly, the unbelieving, the vile, the murderers sexually immoral, and those who practice magic arts, the idolaters, and all liars, their place will be in the fiery lake of burning sulfur, and this is the second death. One of the seven angels who had the seven bowls full of the seven last plagues came and said to me, come, I will show you the bride. The wife of the Lamb. And he carried me away in the spirit to the mountain, great and high, and showed me the holy city, Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God. It shone with the glory of God, and its brilliance was like that of a very precious jewel, like a jasper clear as crystal. It had a great high wall with 12 gates and with 12 angels at the gates. On the gates were written the names of the 12 tribes of Israel. There were three gates on the east, three on the north, three on the south, and three on the west. The wall of the city had twelve foundations, and on them were the names of the twelve apostles of the Lamb. The angel who talked with me had a measuring rod of gold to measure the city, its gates and its walls. The city was laid out like a square, as long as it was wide. He measured the city with a rod and found it to be 12,000 stadia in length, and as wide and as high it is as it is long. He measured its walls, and it was 144 cubic thick by man's measurement, which the angel was using. The walls made of jasper and the city of pure gold as pure as glass. The foundations of the city walls were decorated with every kind of precious stone. The first foundation was jasper, the second sapphire, the third calcoccony and the fourth emerald, the fifth sardonyx and the sixth carnelia and the seventh crystallite and the eighth beryl, the ninth topaz, the tenth Cairo-Phras, the 11th Jacinth, and the 12th Amethyst. The 12 gates were 12 pearls, each gate made of a single pearl. The great street of the city was of pure gold, like transparent glass. I did not see a temple in the city because the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. The city does not need the sun or the moon to shine on it, for the glory of God gives it light, and the Lamb is is its lamp. The nations will walk by its light, and the kings of the earth will bring their splendor into it. On no day will its gates ever be shut, for there will be no night there. The glory and honor of the nations will be brought into it. Nothing impure will ever enter it, nor will anyone who does what is shameful or deceitful, but only those whose names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. May God give us understanding of this word this morning. Heavenly Father, again, we're so thankful to be here. And we ask that you'll give us understanding of the seemingly confusing and complicated passages of scripture that the Apostle John saw in his vision of the new Jerusalem coming down out of the new heaven to a new earth. So help us to be tuned in, give us insight, give us uh, wisdom and uh, truth as we uh, listen to this message that we've prepared for the people. In Jesus' name, amen. So the title of this message, I've called it the What Is, the question, What Is the New Jerusalem? Jerusalem just in the way of review. We're coming to the end of the book of Revelation. Two more chapters to go, one more after this one. You know, the word revelation, it means an unveiling or disclosure, an end of the world scenario, otherwise known as the apocalypse. This book unveils future events, it's prophecy of what's gonna happen in the future. Future events, such as the resurrection of the church, believers in Jesus Christ, otherwise known as the rapture. It teaches there's gonna be a series of judgments on this earth that will surely come or fall down during the seven year tribulation period, which we've studied. It also warns of the coming antichrist, and the false prophet, and the persecution of the nation of Israel and their eventual spiritual revival, their turning to Jesus Christ, acknowledging that he is the Messiah. This book also reveals details about Jesus' second coming. He promised to come back and he will. Also the second coming with his saints, the saints are believers in Jesus Christ coming back with him to this earth. Talks about the judgment of Satan and his followers and the fallen angels, the demons, the evil spirits. And also finally the eternal state of not only believers in Jesus but also the eternal state of unbelievers who do not know Jesus as their personal saviour the New Jerusalem. So leading up to this chapter, we learn that all evildoers and sin, and that's what's creating all the problems and has done from the beginning of time, in this world, it's sin. All evildoers and sin was gonna be done away with. It's gonna be eradicated. Uh, during the end of the seven year tribulation period those who do not know Jesus' as saviour will be consumed by fire that comes down from heaven the good book says and then the devil Satan the antichrist, the false prophet they're going to be banished to the lake of fire with everyone who have rejected, do reject, will reject, Jesus Christ as saviour. Those that reject Jesus, God's gonna reject you. So you need to be saved before it's too late. Once you die, then it's too late. In this chapter, John describes the new Jerusalem which will come down from heaven prepared as a bride for her husband, beautifully dressed. The New Jerusalem is a city, we're told, where the church, I told you, the church is made up of believers. It's not a building. The church is also described as the bride of Christ. We're going to live with him, their bridegroom, which is Jesus forever and ever and ever in the new Jerusalem. It's an actual city, it tells us. It's going to come down from a new heaven and a new earth. Because the old one, this one that we live in, will be gone. It says that in verse 1. Let's read it again. When I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away and there was no longer any sea in the new earth. There'll be no sea. Some people believed uh, this old earth is going to be restored. You know, after those judgments are poured out, it's gonna be total mess. Scorched earth, so to speak. Some people believe, some good Bible scholars, some intelligent men, believe it's gonna be restored. Others take the scriptures literally and believe this old earth will be completely destroyed. And a new one created. I happen to be, believe that as well. Because when it says it's going to be a new earth, I take that literally. When it says new, that means new. Amen? It doesn't mean old. This old one's going to be destroyed. And you ask the question, well, how is it going to be destroyed? I'm glad you asked that. that question. It's going to be burned up. And I want to go over to Second Peter to prove that point. then how is it going to be destroyed? Remember, the, the original uh, destruction of the people on the Earth was due to a flood, and every culture in, on the entire Earth believe in a flood. And the Bible definitely teaches that there were. there was. In 2 Peter chapter 3, let's have a look at verse 11. You should read the whole chapter later on because of time. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but this will give us an idea. Let's go from verse 10. The day of the Lord will be like a thief. The heavens will disappear with a roar. The elements will be destroyed. How? By fire. And the earth and everything in it will be laid bare. I believe this, is, this old earth is going to be destroyed according to the scriptures. I take it literally. This destruction, this old earth, this heaven is going to be destroyed. It's going to occur following the great white throne judgment. We talked about this. It's uh, over in Revelation chapter 20. You can read about that. The Great White Throne Judgment. Now, those those that don't come regularly, they don't know anything about the Bible, they don't listen to the messages on our podcast or follow it on uh, Facebook or YouTube. The Great White Throne Judgment is where unbelievers will stand before God and give an account of the things that they've done. And the whilst on earth they've never received jesus as their personal savior so they are spiritually dead they've never been made alive they've never been born again so they will stand and give an account and they're already condemned that's going to happen the great white throne judgment at the end of the millennial kingdom the millennial kingdom is where jesus comes back sets up his kingdom and rules and reigns millennial for a thousand years he's going to reign set up his the throne of David in Jerusalem. We learned about that last week. Now John, he sees this new Jerusalem coming down from heaven, this city. And then he hears a voice from the throne declaring an end. Now wouldn't this be wonderful? Declaring an end to suffering and pain. Wouldn't it be wonderful that we can go through life without pain and suffering? and there's gonna be an end to death for all eternity. So that's good news, isn't it? It should be encouraging news for those of us, and it is because the book of Revelation is not all bad news. For those of us that are believers in Jesus, it's good news. Having received him as our personal savior, he took the punishment we deserve We don't have to pay for our sins. He he did that on the cross. It's bad news and a warning to those who haven't been saved, who remain in their sins. They remain in that state and are already condemned. And it says they are condemned to the second death. And it says the second death, it explains in verse 8. I'm not making this stuff up. The second death is the lake of fire. And that's where everyone's going to end up unless you receive Jesus as your personal saviour. Bad news, right? But there's good news. You can be saved just by believing faith. It's that simple. Maybe it's too simple for some people, eh? From verses 11 through 21... John goes into great detail describing the New Jerusalem. I'm not gonna go into all the details. I had a hard time reading it the first time. (laughs) This is, this is not the earthly historical Jerusalem that we are familiar with today. This Jerusalem is not the capital city in Israel during Jesus' millennial kingdom reign. Tells us about that in the last chapter, chapter 20, verse nine. No, this is a heavenly city referred to in the book of Hebrews, chapter 11, and I'll quote a little bit. And it says, a city with foundations whose architect and builder is God, see it's coming down from heaven, a new heaven. Now John, the apostle John, the only one left on the island of Patmos, has been given this vision. He tries and attempts to describe the indescribable beauty of the new Jerusalem with its uh, astonishing precious gems and medals with a transparent golden street running through it. Not streets, there's only one street, Main Street in New Jerusalem. You heard about the pearly gates? Well, there is pearly gates. four pearly gates on each corner of the walled city. We're also given the exact dimensions of the city course, uh, some Bible translators or Bible translations use different measurement standards that can be confusing. For example, the English Standard Version and this one we use here, the NIV says that these measurements, its height, its width, its length, 12,000 stadia, it says. Did that confuse you a little bit when you heard it or read it? 12,000 stadia. What on earth is that in length and width? Well, class, a stadia is 607 feet, which translates to 1,400 miles. All right? So I'm sure you're taking this. We'll have a test later. Not really. However, the King James version, the New King James, 1666, that was first published. Other versions say the size of the New Jerusalem is 12,000 furlongs. Are, Are you any wiser? Having heard that, does anyone know how long a furlong is? Neither did I. I asked Alexa and she told me one furlong is 360 feet, all right, which translates to 1,500 miles, all right, 1,500 miles is this new Jerusalem that comes down from heaven, width, height, length. Enormous. Now, regardless of whether the city is 1,400 miles or whether it's 1,500 miles, which I think it is, in length and width, it's shaped like a square at the base, which is larger than the country of India, with nearly 2 million square miles of space. So there's a lot of room. Now, even more incredible, and I'm I'm sure you're getting blown away from all these facts, is the size of the base, is the height, which is also 1,500 square miles high. This goes well beyond Earth, Earth's atmosphere, and well into space. Massive, huge. Huge. Now, here's an interesting fact. If a building in any city, okay, that is 1,500 feet high, and say, for example, it's got 12 feet per storey, all right, then the building would be over 600,000 storeys high. All right, imagine a building that is 600,000 stories high. So there'll be plenty of room for us believers to live in. We'll never have to clean it. There'll be no dust. We won't have to pay rent or taxes. Wouldn't that be wonderful? And we'll always get along with our neighbors. Wouldn't that be lovely? So, there's a few interesting facts for you. And also, John points out there's no temple there either. There's no temple in the city. Why? Because there's no need of one in the New Jerusalem. Temples, buildings, priests, and rituals, they're all necessary when God isn't there physically with man but in the new Jerusalem God will be present with us physically all the time throughout all eternity we're talking about the great high priest also described as the lamb of God and we will live with him in perfect holiness together in the new Jerusalem not that we are holy But he sees us holy, having received his son. Right? There's going to be no need of confession of our sins. Any need of sacrifices, because Jesus already paid the price for our sins on the cross at Calvary. We're forgiven by his grace, and we'll be just like him. We'll be perfect. We'll be holy. Not that we deserve it, because he says we will be, having received his son, received his righteousness. So that's good news. However, verse 8 points out, the cowardly, the faithless, detestable, murderers, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters and liars will spend eternity in the lake of fire. So this is talking about those that have never been forgiven of their sins by receiving the one who can forgive us of our sins. The Bible is clear that those whose names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life will live in the new Jerusalem. And those whose names are not written in the Lamb's Book of Life will not live in the new Jerusalem. They're spiritually dead. They've never been born again, never been made alive. Remember, Jesus is the life. You receive Jesus, then you receive life, spiritual life. You know, of all the references in the book of life, regarding the book of life, in the book of Revelation, only here in verse 27 does it call the book of life the Lamb's book of life only here the lamb's book of life who's who's the lamb referring to jesus christ he was led like a lamb to the slaughter right and he shed his blood sinless blood like the lambs did in the old testament in the old testament animal sacrifices blood had to be shed and that blood covered the sins of the nation of israel but for one year. They had to keep repeating it over and over and over again. But Jesus, the Lamb of God, he shed his blood once on the cross, which was enough, not to cover our sins, but also to completely take them away, to make us wider than snow. Justified by faith, just as if we had never sinned. That's the way God sees us when we receive Jesus Christ. Now let me close. I'm going to quote by quoting Hebrews again, this time in chapter 12. And I'm thinking after we finish the book of Revelation, Lord willing, next week, we say hallelujah, amen, praise the Lord, let's have a party. We got through it. Almost there. I'm thinking we'll probably go to the book of Jude, which is the next one back. And then we'll go into Hebrews. And somebody said, uh, that's the guy that makes the coffee because he brews. All right? Wait for laughter, carry on. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 22, 24. I'm closing. And then we can enjoy the, the food together. And if you didn't bring anything, it doesn't matter. There'll be plenty stay and enjoy fellowship and food together no scotch sorry all right but you have come to mount zion to the city of the living god the heavenly jerusalem you have come to thousands upon thousands of angels in joyful assembly. These are the holy angels. We're going to be dwelling with the holy angels in the new Jerusalem. The evil angels, the ones that followed Satan, they're going to be cast into the lake of fire along with him, the false prophet, the antichrist and all unbelievers. To the church of the firstborn whose names are written in heaven The Lamb's Book of Life. You have come to God, the Judge of all, to the spirits of the righteous made perfect, to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant. So you've got the old covenant, which is the Old Testament, now we've got the new covenant. Jesus Christ is the new covenant. Don't have to do all those sacrifices, animal sacrifices anymore. Jesus paid the price, shed his blood on the cross. the Perfect sacrifice. Now these verses that I've just read, they only, not only include the meaning, but also a reference to the future new Jerusalem, which is the ultimate destiny and home of all those people who have placed their faith in Jesus Christ throughout millennia, for over 2,000 years. Those who have placed their faith in Jesus Christ. Now the question is, have you? Have you? You can. Let's close in a word of prayer. Again, Father, we thank you again for your word. Hope and pray that it was made clear and uh, for a brief, short time. There's so much in that chapter that we can't go into great detail, but we've learned enough to know that one day this old earth is going to be destroyed. The old heaven's going to be done away with. There's going to be a new heaven and a new earth and the new Jerusalem that comes down where only believers will dwell, where there'll be no more pain, no more suffering, no more tears, no need of a temple because the great high priest will predominate and be there with us. And we will worship him for all eternity in peace and tranquility forever and ever. And there may be somebody here listening, or on the radio, Wherever you may be. Uh, The question remains, is your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life? Have you ever got alone with God and contemplated the fact that Jesus came down from heaven? was born of a virgin in Bethlehem, lived a perfect life, was without sin. He had no human father. Mary was conceived by the Holy Spirit. The only one who was ever born who was without sin, lived a perfect life, went around doing good, healing the sick, teaching about the kingdom of God so that people could be saved. And then cruelly dying on the cross, rejected, despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, who bore our sins on the cross, shed his blood, and even prior to dying on that cross, he asked his father to forgive those that did it to him. And one of the Roman soldiers, after Jesus died on the cross, as surely this was the Son of God. And yes, he is. If you believe that Jesus is Lord and that God raised him from the dead, you can be saved. You shall be saved. If you confess it with your mouth and believe in your heart, The whole purpose for Jesus' coming was for you to be saved. Forget about everybody else. This is personal. This is a choice between you and God. If you reject the gift of God's Son for you, how do you expect to go to heaven when you die? It's not going to happen. So receive Jesus. Call upon his name to save you. And then you have certain assurance in your heart that when you leave this world, there'll be a home waiting for you in heaven. You can have peace on earth, even though you're going to have problems, you're going to have worries, you're going to have pain, you're going to mourn, you're going to suffer. But you can still have peace through it all when you receive the Prince of Peace. Lord Jesus believe by faith in what I'm telling you because I'm telling you the truth I can speak from personal experience I was deceived I was lost but at the age of 31 enlightened through his word to receive the truth and Jesus is the truth and if he can change me he can change anybody. Amen. Amen. Thank you again for tuning in. You can find our podcasts on Apple Podcasts and anywhere else you find podcasts. We'd love for you to join us at the First Baptist Church in Coleraine for Sunday morning worship at 11 a.m. We are located at 81 Foundry Village Road, Coleraine, Massachusetts. If you have any questions or inquiries, please feel free to call the church at 413. 413- 624 Hope to see you soon. God bless.